fantasy player option 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 ladies and gentlemen let's get ready to rumble what up and welcome in in the place to be just snagged a touchdown from the mvp whether home league or standard or ppr we'll give you insights to take you real far but we live to have fun and we do it for the game it's that ground and pound look as we move the chains bringing hype or the ha-has when you're on the go tune in and grab a seat because it's the fpo hey 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 this is the fpo podcast and we have now made it to episode 10 of our new game show format before we get into our show today i just want to give a quick shout out to all of our guests that have come on so far who have trusted us with putting together a show that we think is unique and special so huge thanks to at jake trowbridge at daddy's home ff aka mike at Steffi Smalls with three L's, at Chaboy J Rich, aka Jordan Richards, at FF underscore Marvin E, aka Marvin Eloquin, at Dino MC, aka Mitch, at Fantasy Dukes, at J Snake underscore DFF, aka Jacob Vines, and finally at Du Bois underscore 22, aka Kevin. And before I can thank and introduce our guest today, we have some really fun stuff coming up in the next few months. We are planning to add video into our show which we are very excited about live streaming is tbd at the moment i believe but we will still be putting up our show in the podcast format as well as uploading it to youtube in the future but enough about us we have a very special guest today who comes from the fantastic dlf crew he hosts the four corners pod aka fcfp pod and it says it right in his bio i make stuff with numbers you can find him on Twitter at Wilsonator with two L's and an eight. Please welcome David Wilsey. Talk to me, David. Woo woo! Yeah. Oh. So I am glad that I am here pre live stream days, just so that <laughs> I can be somewhat saved by an edit if need be. So <laughs> no, stoked to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I I make a lot of stuff with numbers and all of it has to do with football so love that right love that that's, that's well, what i do <laughs> i'm definitely excited to ask you some questions about that i think we're we align on a lot even though i don't think we've interacted a ton on twitter but before we do that i want to hop into our first first game today and it's actually a new game that i uh, decided to create this week and i'm calling it rapid fire roundtable essentially how this is going to work is there are three questions and the same questions that I will ask each of you, but each person will get different answers to choose from. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rotate between the three of you. I have three questions, and then I have a tiebreaker at the end. So keep track of your scores. We're going. The theme for today is 2020 running back stats. I'm sticking with David's uh, forte is the word. Yeah, yeah, his for. forte. You know, I, yeah, I see it in his bio. He likes running backs, so we're gonna stick with that. Kanan, we're going to start with you first. Question number one. Who had more rushing attempts in 2020, Gus Edwards or Cam Akers? I'm going to go with uh, Gus Edwards on that one. That is incorrect. Cam Akers wow. had 145. Gus Edwards had 144. I'm so sorry, Cam. Oh, that was wrong for the first one. That's me, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out that all of these players are back-to-back in rankings, so they okay. are very close in all of these. 
Tanner, we're going with you next. Who had more rushing attempts in 2020, Nick Chubb or Frank Gore? Oh, man. Uh, it's got to be Nick Chubb, right? That is correct. It is Nick Chubb by <laughs> three go, carries. Nick Chubb at 190, <laughs> Frank Gore at 187. There's no what reason What is that Frank man Gore? still doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's unbelievable. Just a robot. Yes, exactly. All right, David, oh, we're going a few next. Who had more rushing attempts, Melvin Gordon or Aaron Jones? Shoot. Uh, Melvin Gordon. That is correct. It is Melvin Gordon. Oh, he had 215. Aaron Jones had 201. Nice job. Tanner and David get a point. All right, we're going on to round two. Question number two. Kanan, who had more rushing yards in 2020, Antonio Gibson or Clyde Edwards-Elaire? Man, um, <laughs> I'm going to go just rushing yards, right? Yeah, just rushing yards. God, I'm going to go with Clyde. Uh, I think I might be wrong here again, but we're going to we're gonna stick with it. Go with the gut. CEH. Your gut was correct. It was CEH. 803 rushing yards to Antonio Gibson, 795. Tanner, you Ooh. are up next. Who had more rushing yards, David Montgomery or James Robinson? Uh, I'm going to go with James Robinson on this one. They are actually tied, and I did this <laughs> on purpose. So what we're going to go to... God. <laughs> well, I tricked you. What we're going to go to is who had the better yards per carry, James Robinson or David Montgomery? Uh, I know that James Robinson was sitting right around four. So I'll go with David Montgomery thinking that he had a bit higher than four. It's actually James mm. Robinson at four and a half compared to David okay. Montgomery's 4.3. So they both had 1,070 rushing yards this past season. Sorry, Tanner. On the, <laughs> the real though, how shook would you have been if he looked at you and said they ran the same amount of yards <laughs> and you didn't have your tie break? He, he just knew yeah, it right. off the back of his head. That would be insane. I'd be like, wow, you get that two would points be crazy. for that because that would be insane. Uh, David, we're going with you next. Who had more rushing yards in 2020, Ronald Jones or Kenyon Drake? Uh, gross. Um... Kenyon Drake. I'm so sorry. It is Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones had 978 rushing yards. Kenny Drake had 955. And both of them actually ranked in the top 15, which was very surprising to me. I did not know that. So that was gross. Uh, yeah, it's, it's disgusting, <laughs> yeah. but got to give it to him. And I don't feel great about them this year. So, but that was interesting. So, sorry. So let's see. Tanner got a point. Kanan got a point. No, Tanner did not get a no, point. No, I didn't. Got I got one. We're all tied at one. We're all tied at one. Yeah. one. Heading into the last round, the last question is, who had more receptions in 2020? Kanan, you are up first. Alvin Kamara or J.D. McKissick? Ooh. Um, I'm pretty sure Alvin passed 81 for the first time this year, so I'm going to go with Alvin even though I'm probably wrong again. That is correct. I was trying to trick you. But it was really close. J.D. McKissick had 80 compared to Alvin Kamara's 83. So very close. <laughs> top top right. 24 running back in PPR on, like, what, 60 carries? Yeah, Seriously. Man, like, Absolutely insane. wild. Is Just nuts. peppered with targets. Okay, yeah. Tanner, you up next. Who had more receptions in 2020, Naeem Hines or Mike Davis? I'm going to go with Mike Davis here. It was Naeem Hines. Mm. I'm so sorry, Tanner. Dang it. Hines had 63 receptions. Mike Davis had 59. This one I was very surprised about. I can't believe that, man. Mike Davis was a workhorse this year. 
I know, and everyone was like, you know, I feel like everyone was like, oh, my, Mike Davis caught so many balls. He's not going to do good on the Falcons. But, you know, Naeem Hines was extremely involved, apparently. I so suppose so. That was an interesting yeah. one. Sorry, Tanner. It's all right. David, to tie it up, here is yours. Who had more receptions, David Montgomery or Austin Eckler? Man, Montgomery. <laughs> Montgomery played a whole year. I feel like I'm in. Ah, uh, we'll go. We'll go, Monty. I pulled a thing I did on Tanner. They were actually tied at 54. God. So <laughs> we are gonna go to a tiebreaker. Who had the better yards per reception, David Montgomery or Austin Eckler? David Montgomery. David Montgomery did have more. His was 8.1 compared to Austin Eckler 7.5. Nice job. Okay, so now we are going into the tiebreaker question. And the game we're actually playing in this is Guess That Player. It's a classic one we do a lot. <clears throat> and uh, we're sticking with running backs for 2020. So here we go. Clue number one. Tied Aaron Jones, Melvin Gordon, and Todd Gurley with nine rushing touchdowns. Clue number two. Finished outside the top 30 in total rushing attempts. Clue number three, led all running backs in yards per carry. Oh my gosh. Clue number four, technically only started one game. David. And the last clue. Oh, go ahead, David. Oh, man. Antonio Gibson. That is incorrect. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he said that because I was totally going to say Antonio Gibson. <laughs> All right, here we go. Clue number five, and this is the last one. 2020 rookie. Kanan? Yeah, go ahead. Is it Jonathan Taylor? That is also incorrect, which means Kanan... And David are going to tie for the first week of Rapid Fire Roundtable. The answer was J.K. Dobbins. There it is. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, J.K. Dobbins uh, had nine rushing touchdowns outside the top 30 in total rushing attempts. Led all running backs in yards per carry with six, which was wow. freaking crazy. Man. Beast yeah. mode. Yeah. Volume. Beast. Give yep. him some volume. Exactly. Seriously. That's how, exactly oh. how I feel. All right. Well, thanks for playing that game this week. I, I was... Pleasantly, pleasantly surprised tie. how it went. Yeah, yeah. Our <laughs> official tie. But you know what? It was a good tie. I think you guys did pretty well during that. Uh, David, I have some questions for you and yeah. on some controversial stuff on Twitter. What are your thoughts on pro day times and them being adjusted or not? For well, specifically for the for the forty time is what I'm talking about here. Uh, so I adjust mine um, just. It's basically just to get them all on the same playing field, uh, same baseline kind of, because you, you know, there's no guarantee that all the times are going to be faster. Some right. of them might even be slower. Like they, there's no, somebody could hit, you know, and get the right time that there, there might be somebody out there that can do that, but it's, um, it's just such an up and down thing, you know, different positions, probably, you know, I would imagine it's easier to time an offensive lineman than it is a wide receiver. You know, right. just a little slower takeoff, everything like that. And that's where the the the, um, the error. That's where the error. Yeah, is the takeoff comes from. You know, so uh, 
I adjust mine just to get them all on the same baseline, but I'm working, you know, pretty much right now solely with running backs. I'm starting to move into wide receivers um, and cool. build a model for that as well. But it really has, it, do, it doesn't bother me all that much for this year in that t- pure speed has become kind of less of a factor when it comes to running backs as, as far as draft capital and everything like that. It's not, you know, in the last like six years, there's been 10 running backs to go by by day two that have ran four, six plus, where as the previous 10 years prior to that, there was four total, I believe. So oh, wow. it's 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 more about their skill set nowadays, you know, and if, if you're a little bit slower and but you can you know, handle a workload and you're, you you can catch passes and you're, you're efficient with those, you know, those passes. Uh, that's oftentimes more important than just being big and athletic, you know, for a guy like, you know, Deonta Foreman or something like that, where sure. you, you don't have an all around skill set. So even though you are extremely athletic, it's, you you can't do anything else really on the field than than run straight, you know, right? And then you get thing. cut. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Right. So right, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because it's obviously a it's been highly talked about through you know a lot of different crowds and uh, just in a few words here, what are your thoughts on the analytics metrics versus film uh, debate? Uh, on Twitter, because there's you know a bunch of people who are like, oh, only film matters or only analytics matters. Uh, I'm just here to pin you against Kanan because Kanan lot- watches a lot of films. So <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I I personally start, you know, primarily I'm going to go primarily analytics, and then I will rely on very smart film people to fill in the gaps at the end. So, like with things like um, things like you know, pass blocking for, for a running back, something that I can't quantify and put it in a, to a number into a model. Uh, I'm going to, you know, use that as a kind of a, a determining factor in, you know, this guy or that guy type of situations right. where, you know, so that helped me fade Clyde last year. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> right. I love it. Well, Kanan, do, do we, uh, Want to hop into your next game here? Uh, I think. Uh, oh, actually, he had another question. If you had to disband an entire NFL division, David, who would it be and why? If I had to disband one, yeah, like an just... entire NFL division. What what division would you get rid of in the NFL? Like we're in an alternate reality. You gotta cut They're the gone. entire division. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and is it taking it from the AFC and the NFC? We'll just take one. Just so take they'll one. have to okay. readjust the whole NFL and everything. All right. All right. So we're just going to get rid of the AFC South. Sorry, AFC South folks. Uh, just, <laughs> just, I'm sorry. Just not a, I mean, maybe it's going to change this coming year with uh, Lawrence coming in, most likely right. going to Jacksonville. But it's just, just not, not a, just doesn't excite me to watch a lot of NFC South football. Well, well what's happened there since Peyton Manning left, right? I mean, since Peyton Manning left, what's happened in that division? Not much. I mean, right. you had Andrew Luck for a couple years, you know, and then he decided right. to retire. And you got, you know, I mean, 
1980s style football in Tennessee right now, <laughs> which is fun to watch. I mean, it's fun to watch Derrick Henry run over dudes, and you know, AJ Brown's always, always, you know, good for a watch. But right, well, even just, I feel like even Andrew Luck would have chosen the AFC South because he retired early. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's probably that, true. That <laughs> it's probably true. So you know, uh, and I mean, the, you know, the cesspool that is Houston. Right. For sure. Right. Yeah. Just a mess. We're going to jump into game number two here. It's a Let's game it. we've played on a couple of episodes previously, but it's called What's the Comp? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a topic, so to speak. And I'll just give you the first topic so you can kind of get an understanding for it. But the topic will be potato chips. And so after I've given you this topic, I'm going to give you a player that plays in the NFL. And I want you to comp that player to said topic. So for the first one, potato chips, I'll give you a random player and I want you to pick who, what kind of potato chip that player would be and why. And then whoever gives the best reasoning will end up getting the point. So as I said, I, feel like I don't topic, know like any potato chips is going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got I this said, down. I eat chips all day chips long. Is number one topic. <laughs> and the player that we are going to go with is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley and potato okay. chips. I, I got mine already. So oh let's hear it. I think I got it. I was say, let's just go with Tanner first. <laughs> with, with Todd Gurley, it's Cheetos. And it's a personal thing for me because I used to be obsessed with Cheetos, right? And I ate those things into the ground. Like I could not stop. I would buy the family size bags and just chow on that man until it was gone. And now I can't do it anymore. I just can't do the cheetos at all like like i'll i'll come back to it here and there and be like nope still can't do it and it's just like todd Gurley, overused and abused for his first three four seasons in the nfl and now he just simply can't do it anymore (laughs) (laughs) all right so we got tanners who Uh, wants to step up next i'll go next all right Uh, so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of make a parallel of some sorts Todd Gurley, if you guys remember the old commercials for Pringles, where they'd always trash on Lay's because Lay's came out of the bag, crush and everything like that, and you always got them all over your hands. So Todd Gurley used to be Pringles, but now he's Lay's. Mm. <laughs> I like it. There we go. I like I it. I like that. I like that. Well, I was going to go with Doritos. I mean, that's a potato chip, right? I, I feel like we're going yes, Cheetos. That's also it's a chip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a chip. I don't know if it's potato-based, but, it, you know, it's a chip. And honestly, it's just because, like, I don't know. I feel like Doritos was kind of just a, a chip that I ate as a child. And now that I'm older, they still taste good. But I'm like, I don't want all that, all that cheese all over my hands all the time. And I just want some sort of chip that's going to taste good and not leave me like trying to clean up afterwards all the time and make me feel sad so i'm gonna go with doritos for that one pretty good reasonings but i'm definitely gonna give that one to david to kick it off i liked it (laughs) there we go david's got point number one and we're moving on to the next topic which is children's toy and the player is derrick henry oh okay all right Wow. Okay. Um, I think I got mine. Feel free. Um, so back in the day, I used to have this thing called a big wheel. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what a big wheel is, but 
Um, yeah. It's like it's like a big Harley bike, right? It's got the big wheel <laughs> yep. in the front, and it's got the two little wheels in the back, and you're and you're just riding around like you are a king, like a straight up baller. And who better to comp that to than the king, Derrick Henry, right? Um, so I think that just perfectly sums it up right there. You feel like a king on the big wheel? Derrick Henry is the king. There nice, is. nice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next, and my I'm gonna choose uh, Legos. And I think I'm choosing Legos because, me personally, I never really got into Legos, but I know for a fact that Legos as a brand has been something that's been like very popular for a long time. And honestly, it's not just kids that like Legos. You know, there's there are a lot of Lego sets that adults like to go into. And so it's kind of been something that I, I never feel like really hit the top of the mountain. You know, I know we call Derrick Henry King Henry, but also I feel like he's, he's still kind of undervalued as a player in the NFL. Um, you know, we always talk about Christian McCaffrey or uh, Saquon Barkley, you know, with their highlight reels catching the ball. But Derrick Henry is one of the best at, you know, the running, pe- running back position. And we still, you know, I, st- I still don't think we're there yet. And I think that's kind of how it is with Legos. All right. David, you got one? Yes, sir. So I'm going to go stretch Armstrong. And I'm going to say that because, you know, for for years, the stretch Armstrong, you know, you'd stretch him and he'd always go back, always go back. And he'd <laughs> always go back. But eventually, those arms just stay out and he just falls to the ground, man. And pretty soon, 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 that is, that is coming. Oh no! Wow! The inevitable. You, you wow. heard it here first, David, saying that Derrick Henry the is stretched out. Yeah, the demise is coming. Oh, it's got. Yeah. I mean, it has to. I mean, right, eventually, right. it has to. It you know, I mean, right. he, he. There's only so long. You know, not. I mean, you could say not everybody's Emmett Smith and Henry's what forty pounds or thirty pounds heavier than Emmett Smith ever was, but like, dude, not everybody's Emmett Smith. For sure. Right, right. Yep. I think you all gave a point worthy effort, but I only can pick one. And that one is Tanner. Nice. Because I think about go. that big wheel, not only <laughs> was it great with the king, but I think about have you ever seen like the gif? I think it's with the big the big wheel, but it might be something else, where the kid like runs over his like sibling with it. <laughs> over I just thought of that and I thought of Derrick Henry and I was like, Yeah, he won that point. <laughs> Running people yeah. over, that's it. There we go. All right, so we got three more, three more topics, three more players. The score is David one, Tanner one, Sam zero, and looking to get on the board. Typical. (laughs) All right, so this next one, the topic is candy. No, 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 no. We did candy last week or a couple weeks ago, so scratch that. I'll edit that and cut it out. The next one is going to be dinner meal. So like a course, a meal, it could be at a restaurant, it could be something you prepare at home, but a dinner meal of some kind. And the player is Kyle Pitts. I feel like we're hearing a lot about him on Twitter right now, a lot of hype, a lot of people that maybe also don't fully buy in and don't trust tight ends. So what do you got for me? Kyle Pitts and dinner meal. I I got one. Uh, I'm going to go with in and out. And the reason why I'm going with In-N-Out is because In-N-Out's been hyped up for years. I think it may even be deserving of the hype, but I've never tried it yet. And it's just like Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is hyped up. He may even be deserving of that hype, but we just don't know yet. All right. I'm going to go with something with a similar uh, take, 
But I'm gonna go with the, the steak dinner, and here's why. The steak dinner is considered one of the best meals, but it depends on where you're going. Because, and the same thing with Kyle Pitts, you might go to a place that says they'll give you a steak and you have no idea where you're going to get. You might get the best steak you've ever had or the worst steak you've ever had. And the thing is with Kyle Pitts, as much as I love him as a prospect, we don't know what he's going to be like in the NFL playing the tight end position. I think he has a super high ceiling, just like the steak. But you don't, I, you still don't know what you're going to get until we see him on the field in the NFL. So I'm going with the steak dinner. All right, David. All right. Uh, so I will... I guess I'll just roll on the positive side here and we'll call him filet mignon. And so he is something you don't get very often. You know, you don't know, you can't always afford a filet mignon, you know, so they don't come around all that often, but it's like the best steak dinner that you can get. And it happens to be wrapped in bacon, whereas he's got that premium because he's a tight end and we're playing fantasy. So that's got a bonus in it. He's filet mignon. Sam, get owned. I just got Man. wrecked. I, for real, I thought after Sam did his, I was like, Sam's probably going to win this point. And then David was just like, yeah, not so fast. Davis, you got the point. Yo, we got the lead. And we got two more topics left. There we I'm go. I'm calling a disqualification for him by stealing my answer. Uh, <laughs> hey, you were just faster to say, I'll go next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So the next topic is cereal and the player is Cooper Cup Mm. I'm going to go first here and this is probably a little more personal I don't know everybody's feelings on Cheerios but Cheerios are kind of bland kind of plain but they get the job done and I, I rather enjoy having a bowl of Cheerios. And you know when, when, when they're good, you know, and you got some milk in them, they're healthy. They, they do nothing but produce for you. So I'm gonna say he's Cheerios. I'm going next. I'm gonna go with Raisin Brand, and uh, and it's kind of for a similar reason that David said. But for me, when I was a kid, like. And I feel like all kids are like, I don't want no Raisin Bran. Like, that's just healthy, and I don't want any of that. Like, I want all the sugar. And honestly, for the past couple years, I've kind of been the kid where it's like, I was not entirely in on Cooper Cup because I just wanted the super athletic, high upside players that are playing on the outside. But in reality, like, Cooper Cup gets it done. And honestly, this year, I'm kind of in on Cooper Cup and his ADP with Matthew Stafford. So I'm going with Raisin Bran. Alrighty. I'll round it out with Lucky Charms here. And the reason why is because (laughs) if you time it just right, if you get Cooper Cup on that right season, he will pay off big time. The payoff is huge. He, not too long ago, was wide receiver four. I believe it was, I think it was standard, uh, not PPR, but standard. Um, And yes, sometimes it can sit in the bowl a little too long, get a little soggy. But if you get it at just the right time, and I think this year might be one of those years, the payoff is big. Man, that's, Sam, that's you always one. have great reasonings, and then you get Dude, robbed left what, and right on giving it to Lucky whatever Charms. Whatever came in. Yes. Just, yes. He, appealed, he appealed to my senses right there. It was a sensory <laughs> answer. All right. That's right. So we got our final topic. 
And our final topic is cleaning supply item. Mm. So what? just start getting those in your head and the yeah, player. I'm like, I don't clean ever, so like how am I the player to know what products are? Is gonna be Joe Burrow. What cleaning supply item is Joe Burrow? Can I go with like okay, let me just let me just ask. Can I do a vacuum? Is is that work? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm going to go with vacuum and here's why. Every once in a while, the vacuum breaks down. You're like, what's wrong with this thing, man? There's it's not working. Then you open it up, you do a little surgery, you take out all the dust and stuff that's built up in there. You take it out and it's as good as new. It's better than ever actually. And it just continues to clean that carpet for years to come. And that's exactly what Joe Burrow is going to be. He's going to bounce back from the ACL, get a little surgery done, and he's going to be a great quarterback for years to come. All right. Wow. Who's next? It's tough to follow up, not going to lie. Go ahead, Dave. I'll go. uh, Take your time, too. No rush. So I'm going to call Joe Burrow paper towels because he lived on volume last year. Just endless amounts of paper towels in a roll. And Joe Burrow just lived on volume last year. Not very, you know. Not very much efficient. He we'll say dollar store paper towels. There we go. Not very efficient compared wow. to a lot of his peers. But you had that volume, so if you needed to clean up a big mess, you could pull off, you know, 30, 40 of those things, clean it up. When you really should have got that magic eraser named Justin Herbert. Ooh, wow, roasting. dude. Roasting, Robin, Just robbing the fire on Joe Burrow. just set the bar <laughs> high right there. Uh. Holy buckets. Uh, so I'm going to go I'm gonna go with uh, the all-purpose cleaning spray. And the reason why is because I think I relate Joe Burrow to all cleaning, all-purpose cleaning spray because I don't think he's particularly good at anything. But he is pretty good at a lot of things, and I think in the NFL he's going to be good. And the same way that that cleaning spray is, like, it's going to get the job done a lot of the times. But there's some times when you just have those things that you need something else. And I think that Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow might end up being a quarterback like like that. It's going to be usable, might be top 12 pretty consistently, but he's never going to hit those QB, QB1, like the QB1 numbers ever in his career. So This was a valiant effort. I really want to do it, but I'm going to give that point to David. Yo! I'm going to give that point to David. Sam, you you had legitimate cases for at least four of the five of these and just got snagged. It was like like someone hitting a home. You hit a home run, and then Tanner or David just came up, and they were that outfielder that just robs you at the last second. Man, I'm, <laughs> nah, I'm sorry. You know what? I see how it is. You're just over here trying to make me feel bad with zero points. In this I'm game. not. I'm trying see? to pick you up, Sam. I'm saying I you know, did I good. <laughs> you got Sam, second you every time. Winner. Second every time. You know, you're like the you're I'll like the Bills it. in the early '90s. <laughs> I mean, that's hard that's to do. That's you know. Yeah, so we do have a winner. David took it three points I to do, Tanner's David. two, and hey. we're gonna transition with another comp just for you, David. So Sam kind of already brought it up, but there's a lot of people on Twitter that are kind of going over the top as far as, oh, analytics is better, film is better. When we all know, like, in the end, you have to use a little bit of both. 
But let's appease to both of those sides for a second. I want you to make a comp on analytics thumpers and film thumpers to NFL teams, to two NFL teams. And then I want you to tell us why. So what NFL team are analytics thumpers as a comp and what team are film thumpers as a comp Hmm. and why? All right. So I feel like it has to be a has to be an established rivalry. Um, <laughs> so being as you just asked me this question, we'll go Bears Packers. We're going to say the Bears are the film grinders and the Packers are the analytics guys. <laughs> you know, it just Oh man, I, I gotta, I gotta be careful not to, to anger too many folks here. <laughs> no, <laughs> man, you it. can burn yeah, all the bridges. Yes. Burn <laughs> all the bridges. Set it all on fire, baby. Let's go. These two will at least nah. really like that because they're both Vikings fans. So right, you win yeah. either way on this. Right. So, all right. So, analytics. Um, feel like you. You may miss on some guys, but in a lot of cases, you're going to miss on a lot more busts, you know, safely and, and feel okay about it than, than you might if you're watching film. Uh, it's just, a you know, you have a kind of a, a baseline process that you're going to go through and say, these are kind of either the thresholds or the, the standard or whatever whatever your analytic process is this is kind of where these guys have to meet. And when they, when they get to that level, I feel real good about them when they're below that level. I'm just going to kind of tend to fade it. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If uh, you know, I'll be okay with it, you know, trust the process. feel like that's kind of how the, the Packers kind of operate with, you know, keeping, you know, not signing a lot of free agents and stuff like that. They kind of keep everything in, in house. It's kind of, mm. you know, the, the team feel like ends up running smoother than the bears in a lot of cases. And, oh, yeah. you know, That's it's a, the, the results are, are, are definitely, um, definitely nice compared to the bears. The bears, uh, you know, would be taking shots on a lot of the guys that analytics would miss. And yeah, they'll, or that analytics will avoid and yeah, they're going to hit on some of those guys, but they're also going to miss on a lot of those guys. And <clears throat> Mitchell you know, Trubisky, Kevin they, White. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Um, they got there, your back over here. There are <laughs> examples. And this is not me saying that film analytic film is as bad as the bears are right now. It's, yeah. I'm just trying. To, I mean, I'm just trying to play the game. Bears team, right? Just, the, <laughs> the Bears and the film people will catch those flashes, like the '85 oh, Bears. There you go. They'll, get to, they'll uh, get to celebrate here and there. So. I'm just, I'm just Honestly, trying to play the game and answer the question. You know, so this is. No, I, mean, I fucking love uh, David. He's trying to dance around the question. I love that. Oh, no, but you know, if you if you find in uh, film people that you you trust and have consistent, you know, success and solid process. And they're not just um, regurgitating things that other people say, then you can trust those guys or, or gals, you know, those people. And, you know, there's just, you just have to, and it's like anything with analytics too. There's a lot of people who really don't understand 
how don't know how to use know. numbers. Yeah, they, they, you know, and you you can look at a stat and say this or that, but it's like no, you're completely misinterpreting how the, that that's right. what what is trying to be said here. So it right. goes both ways. You know, they they there's great people on both sides, and we'll leave it at that. For All sure. Right. I mean, Sweet. David's out here dropping facts and Dude, dropping bars. Yeah. I don't know if he got that one, but he's like, you can look at a stat and it can say this or that. I was like, oh, he's dropping. <laughs> see, see, this is why they pay me the big bucks, I guess. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. All righty, folks. Uh, enough talk about analytics versus film. Let's jump into our last game here. And uh, we got a great name for this one. It's probably my favorite part about the game, honestly. Me and Kanan just brainstormed this one right before. I love it. It's called Stud, Dud, or Stick in the Mud. And the way this one works is we're going to give – I'll give you guys a stat line. And the, the finish that this player had in fantasy last year, we're going to do half PPR. Um, and then you're going to tell me either is this player going to do better next year, worse, or are they going to stay exactly the same like that Stick in the Mud? Uh, so let's jump right into it here. This quarterback threw And we're for, guessing the player, right? Yep, guess the player. Okay, uh, sorry, I forgot to say that. Buzz in with your name. Um, we're just going to do first person who guesses it. Uh, this player threw for 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and they finished as QB8. David. Yep, let's hear it, David. That Tom Brady? That is Tom Brady, the GOAT himself. There we go. Wow. So I, I threw Tom Brady in here just... We got to ask it every single year. Is this the year that Tom Brady falls off or is he going to keep doing his thing? David, what do you think? I say he's stick in the mud, be pretty much kind of do the same thing, right? All right. Uh, I, yeah. I'll, I'll say stick in the mud. All right, Sam, what do you think? Man, the thing is, is Tom Brady was so good last year. He was uh, so he good was last really, year. He was really up and down, I will say. So. You know, there's a chance that he isn't quite as volatile and just finds some more consistency and ends up being similar. But I think it's going to be tough for him to reach those numbers again. So I'm going to say he's going to dud this year, but not by a lot. I'm going to say he's going to dud, but not by a lot. Kanan? I'm going to give you the full cycle over here, and I'm going to say stud. I think I could see him passing top eight, uh, and it's mainly due to volume. The Tampa Bay offense has been consistently year in and year out going pass heavy each and every year i mean we saw him do it with Jameis and ryan fitzpatrick we saw him do it with tom brady and like sam said i think that the consistency will be better i think his chemistry will be better with his teammates and i think that'll allow him to connect on some of those big plays that they missed early on in the year sweet i like it all right on to the next staying on quarterbacks here this quarterback threw for 2757 yards 26 touchdowns and nine interceptions. They also rush for 1,005 yards and seven touchdowns, and they finish Sam. as QB 10. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Sam, we'll start with Let's you. Go. Stud, dud, or stick in the mud? Stud. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty okay. obvious just because I think his, his regression in the passing game was so significant this past year that I think he finds some positive regression in that, in that category, whether it's passing yards or touchdowns or whatever. He showed us the year before that he's really good. And I'm also fairly confident that they draft a wide receiver in the first round. And whether that ends up being like Rashad Bateman or Terrace Marshall or, or whoever, I think it's, that's going to help him out a ton. So I'm going to say that Lamar Jackson is better than he was last year. Okay. Kanan, let's hear it. 
I'm also going to go with Stud. I think that rushing upside will continue to keep him up towards that top 10. I believe he finished at number 10 last year, and so or 10 or 9. And so, I yep, mean, I 10. think that'll keep him up towards that that floor. And I think, like Sam said, I can see some more, some better passing numbers from him um, on a more consistent basis. And I think that him and Mark Andrews actually missed on a lot of opportunities last year. And I think hopefully they'll start to get back on uh, track. All right. And David, round it out. I will say stud, but not by a lot. I think he's going to, I think we've saw his peak. I, mm. I don't, I, as far as the, you know, the rushing floor, it's going to be there, but it, you know, I don't know that it's going to be to the heights that we saw, you know, two years ago, uh, ever again. And I think eventually they're going to have to start you know, managing him, you know, a little better. And it's not like he gets hit a lot. You know, he does a pretty darn good job of avoiding, avoiding um, a lot of hits. You know, he's an athletic freak out there, you know, just right. running around people. So he does a pretty good job at that. He, he doesn't seem to get hit quite as much as a guy like Russ does, you know, where, you know, we saw, uh, I, I was pretty surprised that Russell Wilson had like a top six all-time rushing season for a quarterback and you know that well, that quickly yeah. fell off so I, I think Jackson will last a little bit longer than that but I don't know I mean he'll get better in the passing game more efficient but I, I don't know that the volume's going to be there for him to really reach that height of QB1 again makes sense alright on to running backs here this time we are going to go with uh, running back uh, stables. So it's going to be two different running backs. So I'll give you stats for the first running back and the second running back. First running back we have in this duo is this. And um, I'm going to let me just go through. Actually, guess can buzz in whatever. So if you want to try to guess the duo before I'm done, that's fine. So this first running back of the duo rushed for 1,067 yards and 12 touchdowns and had 150 receiving yards. And his uh, counterpart had. 841 rushing yards um hold on here 304 receiving yards six rushing touchdowns tanner or sorry sam, sam. <laughs> i'm not tanner he just really wants to be you tanner <laughs> tanner let's hear it. You. nick chubb and kareem hunt that's it nick chubb and kareem hunt um so i might be cheating sam. because i i did my game around running backs so oh that's okay <laughs> that's fine uh sam so i want both nick uh, Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. Keep them kind of short for both, just so we can buzz through this. Sure. Yeah. Stud, dud, or stick in the mud. Man, I am a huge fan of Nick Chubb. Um, you know, I think he's had the odds stacked against him, so I'm going to take stud for Nick Chubb. I, I really think that this is going to be his year to absolutely lead the lead, lead the league in rushing yards, and I think Cream Hunt's going to see. Uh, a drop off in usage obviously just because nick chubb was out for i think it was four full games this past year so yep. i think obviously you see you see a dud in cream hunt see a stud in nick chubb and i i love nick chubb where especially where you can get him right now all right david let's hear it so i will say stud for nick chubb uh kind of a lot of the same things a lot of the same things sam was saying i did he he's just so top good. two three i mean whatever you want to call it 
all-around runner. Um, he's, you know, obviously not going to have the the pass catching ceiling, especially with Kareem Hunt on the team. But um, dude, just when he's out there, man, he he's just undeniable. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to say Dud for Kareem Hunt. I think we're going to start seeing Kareem Hunt start to fade away. Um, okay. I'm I'm all aboard the like. If you weren't already trying to move your 2017 and 2016, you know, stud RBs, it's, yeah. it's, it's time. It's time that I went on the, uh, dynasty and chill podcast a while back and we we're talking about it and the, the career, the career of a top, top three round back with like five plus years is it's like six years total. So they're coming up on the time where a lot of these guys, and we're already seeing it with like Connor and stuff, they're going to really start to fade away. Right. It's All right, Cannon. What you got, Cannon? Uh, I got Chubb as a stud. Uh, when I first started, I do standard rankings with the Dynasty Nerds, and when I did those rankings, I had him at number two because I really like his touchdown upside. That being said, I've calmed down a little bit on it, so I don't have him that high anymore, but I think he's going to be a stud. Kareem Hunt, I think he'll be a dud. Uh, I just think that when OBJ returns, that'll take some looks from him. I think as the tight ends get more and more comfortable in that offense, that'll take some of his past touchdowns or opportunities away as well. And so I think his numbers are coming down. All righty. On to the next running back duo. The first running back, 448 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, 402 receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. He finishes RB28. His counterpart, 721 rushing yards, 250 receiving yards, and six rushing touchdowns. He finished as RB26. Kanan. Oh, Let's hear it, Kanan. That is rough. Oh, it's tough. I'm, I'm doubting myself now. I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Not Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. Anyone else got a guess here? Oh man. Uh, okay, I'll try. I'll try. Sam. Sam, what you got? What about JK JK Dobbins, Gus Edwards? Not those two. David. Kenyon 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 Drake and Chase Edmonds? Uh-uh. So close. It's Chase Edmonds and James Conner. I pulled a fast one on you guys. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yes. Teammates wow. hurt rude. next year. Yep. Just rude. Half a point. Set us Half up a for point. failure on that <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So, David, we'll start with you because you did get half of it, right? Uh, James, uh, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, what you got for next year with those two? They're, they're, they're drafting somebody dud and dud. I mean, they'll they'll Dutt they'll have Dutt. some weeks. They'll have some weeks, but I, I would I'd be pretty surprised if Arizona didn't come out of this with some new blood on the team. Okay, you heard it. You heard it here first. Do not draft these two, Kanan. What you got? I tend to agree. Actually, I've never been all aboard this Chase Edmonds hype train, so I'm gonna say dud just because I think it's getting a little ridiculous how hyped he's getting. He can be an efficient like Naheem type back to me but I don't really see him going crazy like that and then I'm going to say dud for James Conner because can the man stay on the field I mean but also yeah, I yeah, think they'll draft fair. someone as well so alright Sammy yeah I'm going to go I'm kind of a believer in Chase Edmonds I definitely am not a part of the group that's like oh Chase Edmonds RB1 season you know but uh, I do think he's going to obviously do better than last year just because 
I don't like Kenny and Drake a lot, but I think I hate James Conner more. And I do think James Conner is probably <laughs> going to fade into oblivion this season. So, like, especially if they don't draft anybody, which I think they do, uh, I definitely see some some upside with Chase Edmonds this year, at least as, like, a solid RB2. Okay. In his range of outcomes. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I just – it could happen. Gotcha. Right. So no James Conner love on this podcast. You won't find that here. Get him out. All right. <laughs> on to wide receivers now. This wide receiver had 1,096 yards and three receiving touchdowns and finished as wide receiver 24. Sam. Yep. What you got? Robbie Anderson. Wow. Nailed that one on the head. Love that. Okay. Let's go. Nice. Nice. So Robbie Anderson, Sam, uh, stud dutter. Oh, God. I almost had a little flip <laughs> of the tongue there. Uh, stud dutter. Dick. Uh, stud dutter. Dick, dick, dick. Uh? <laughs> oh, God. All right, Sam. Uh, ignore what just happened there. What do you... Um, stud... Dud or stick in the mud. <laughs> what do you got, Sam? Okay. Uh, I think he... Man, I didn't like Robbie Anderson going into last year, but with Curtis Samuel gone, I do think we he, he'll likely see some positive regression in the touchdown department, as well as DJ Moore. So I, I think he'll likely do better than he did last year. It, d- it does kind of depend on Sam Darnold, but I don't think Sam Darnold's any worse or better than Teddy Bridgewater. So no, I'll, I'll, say he's a d- I'll say he's a stud. Okay. And David, what you got? I'll say stud as well. I'm a, I'm a Robbie Anderson believer. I think put in the right situation, he can, you know, he can do some wide receiver two things again this year. And it's not going to always be pretty. It's going to be up and down, but... I, I think he'll he'll definitely improve on that touchdown this year. Right. Uh, Cannon, what about you? I'm going to say stick in the mud. I think his yards might come down a little bit, but I think he might improve on the touchdowns, leaving him in that similar area. But he's got his boy back, good old Sammy boy, throwing him the ball. So I think he'll be in that wide receiver two zone for at least next year. Oh, the- uh- he knows him. He knows him, though. <laughs> uh, just kidding. That's I'm not good. trying to push that narrative. I'm not trying to push that. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Some. Uh, not. Not too much Sam Darnold hate here, though. So, um, Robbie Anderson could. Uh, could do some things. I agree. Um, Adam Thielen is the. No, oh my gosh. I just read it right off the page. Sam. Uh, Adam Thielen. Go Kanan, <laughs> Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, so so let, let's just run through these stats here real quick. 925 receiving yards, 14 touchdowns, finishes wide receiver eight. What do you think? Uh, we'll start with Kanan. Kanan, what do you think about Adam Thielen going into this next year? Um, I think that he is a good player to have on your team if you are a contender. If you're not, then you need to move him now, I think, uh, because I think the inevitable is coming. I know 30 isn't. 35 but 30 is still pretty old for a receiver and a lot of his money for fantasy last year was on the touchdown upside and that can go anytime for anybody so i would definitely if you're contending i like him a lot and i think he could be a stick in the mud i don't really see him going stud i think jefferson will keep eating away at some of the opportunity david what about you 
I'll say stick in the mud. I think it's just kind of kind of balance out, dropping a little bit of a drop in touchdowns, a little bit of an increase in in yards, probably something like that. I don't, I don't think he'll not stick in the mud in the sense that he's going to stay in that wide receiver one. I think he'll probably be more along the lines of like a high end two, but he's he'll be solid. But it's I'm perpetually a Adam Thielen hater, so I, I, I always thought they should have thrown it to Diggs every time. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam, what about you? So I think I've said this on two podcasts now, but uh, I am going to go with Dud. Um, and I think it, if you ask about Justin Jefferson as well, I would also say Dud. Uh, I feel like our team is trending more towards 2019 than it is 2020. And if we think back to 2019, a lot of people were very disappointed in how Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs finished that year. Uh, we were super run heavy. There wasn't a ton of volume in the passing game. Uh, and I just, you know, I think it, we're like, we're, we've invested a ton in the defense and free agency. And I just have a feeling we're going to, with our first pick in the uh, first round this year, I have a feeling we're going to take another defensive player, uh, even though I think we should take offensive line. And so I just, you know, I still think they're both great players. I think, like you like you guys said, you know, Jefferson had 1,400 yards, or Thielen had 900. I think that kind of balances out, and the touchdowns also balance out. But I think for both of them, that they're going to regress to some degree. So I'm going to go Dud. All righty. Dud from Adam Thielen. Let's move on to the next. We're going into tight ends. This tight end had 448 receiving yards, eight touchdowns, and finished as tight end 10 last year. David. Sam. Oh God, that was literally a tie. We're gonna we're gonna do guest first because we're just that courteous here. David, who wow. is it? <laughs> is that Gronk? That is not Gronk. Sam, uh, you got the next guest. You ready for this? I have no idea what this is right, but I'm gonna go with. Eric Ebron. Not Eric Ebron. Kane, oh. you got a guess? I'm going to go with 10, 10. Evan Ingram? Not Evan Ingram. It was Johnny right, wait, wait, Smith. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, dang it. I was going to say yeah. give us some, some extra guesses, but mm. that's, that's interesting. Johnny Smith at, at tight end 10. It just shows you how weak that position is, man. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll start with David again here. Does Jonu Smith get any better with the Patriots? Nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, I mean, they, I would have, I wasn't exactly excited when it was just Jonu going. And then they added, you know, they added more pieces. And so it kind of, we're not going to see, you know, 2000 what was it 2010 2011 patriots with right. with hernandez and gronk like that's that's not that's everybody kind of gets excited and thinks that it's just going to be a repeat of that and the teams are you know night and day from what they what they used to be and completely different everything so um I, i'm not really excited about it at all so i'll say i'll say sure he can be the tight end 10 you know, I mean, why right. not? I mean, 448 know, like, yards is not that yeah. much. <laughs> so, sure, stick in the mud, I guess. All righty. Uh, Sam, what about you? I'm going to go with Dud. I, the thing is, I actually was kind of in on John Smith just because of his athleticism. And 
Man, some like I'm, I don't know. I don't watch film a lot, but it's just some of those highlights. You're like, dude, this guy is physically just insane. Uh, but he just kind of never really put it together. And like he said, like I just don't want a lot to do with the Patriots' offense. And to be honest, Hunter Henry is better than Jonathan Smith, whether we like it or not, as as a receiver. So like, if anyone's gonna get the volume there, it's Hunter Henry, not Jonathan Smith. Jonathan Smith's just gonna be used all over the field. So uh, I'm going to say dud for sure. All right, Kanan. I am going to say stick in the mud. I think that he has the upside being on the Patriots who love to use two tight end systems and we've seen them thrive with it to get some sort of volume, especially near the red zone. And I think that we've all seen that Cam's arm isn't the greatest as far as deep ball and whatnot uh, with all the shoulder injuries he's had. So I think that he has the opportunity to get some touchdown looks and whatnot, which could make him around that similar tight end 10 area. Okay. I would like to make a point that I think Cam actually ranked in like the top 10 for deep ball accuracy in 2020. Really? Oh, that's a Derek Carr argument. <laughs> I just wanted to throw it out there. Just to, yeah, just I would also like to ask how many times did he throw That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Can Mo Sanu legitimately throw a ball farther than Cam Newton right now? <laughs> I believe he probably could. You know, I like love they, it. I love they should have just switched over and kept him at QB last year. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right, on to our last player here, rounding out the tight end section. This tight end, 673 receiving yards, three touchdowns, finished as tight end 11. Damn, there's just so many many tight ends. Kanan, let's hear it. Is it Hunter Henry? It's not Hunter Henry. That's (laughs) a good guess, though. That would be so funny. That would be so Um, funny. uh, Dalton Schultz, David. (laughs) That's all good. Uh, Not Dalton Schultz either. All right, Sam, and I'm going to go with... I'm just going to go with Tanner's fandom and say Irv Smith. Not Irv Smith either. That one was... Sam, you should have got this one. It's your boy, Noah Fant. Um, Oh, oh, man. I know. So, Sam, we'll start off because... Let's see what you got for Noah Fant next year, Sam. Actually, so I'm going to say stud. I, because I love no fans and I, I've watched a lot of I watched probably too many Broncos games last year uh, just his injury um, early in the season kind of hampered him I also really just do not like Drew Locke at all uh, I, I will say that he has a lot of target competition there with Cortland Sutton you know Jerry Judy but I do think he's very talented and I think coming into his third year you know I still think he can push uh, Jerry Judy for that second um, you know, second on the team where like they really want to focus on giving him the ball. He's super explosive as a tight end. And I, I think he fits the mold as the next breakout. So I'm going to go stud for no fan. Okay. Kanan, what you got? You know, I just think they have too many options there and too unsure at the quarterback's position right now for me to want to move him into a stud. So I think I'll say stick in the mud because I think he's too talented to be worse. But I think that he'll probably finish around that 8 to 11-ish area. Sure, sure. And David, what you got? Uh, pretty. That's kind of probably my exact line of thinking. Um, you're going to get Sutton back and it's going to be a pretty crowded room. Now, there's upside. I mean, he can be a special player. I, I you know, with you, Sam, I believe in that. I, 
loved him right. coming out. He's athletic. If he can stay healthy, I mean, I don't think there's any reason he can't at at minimum finish third on the team in targets. You know, it, depending right. on what they're throwing to the running backs, but um, he's probably with with the amount of target competition. Even if he is third on that, I don't know if that's the kind of volume with Locke that you're that's going to get you into that tight end six and higher type of range. So, say a little, little bit in between stud, little bit in between stick in the mud. He'll probably like Canyon said, eight, eight, nine range, something like that. Right. Maybe seven. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So rounding that up, uh, the way I was scoring this, by the way, is just on who guessed the player correctly. Sam killed that game. Uh, I think he, uh, David was the only other person to guess a player correctly. And I think it was Tom Brady and that was it. So Sam crushed this one. Good work, Sam. I won a game. Woo. Yeah. It's about time, Sam. You had to make up for the other one. No, I'm just kidding. Good I got, job, I got my point five, my point five for Chase Edmonds. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, all right. So before we go, I want to give David the floor, let the people know where they can find you, where they can find your work, yeah, maybe yeah. what you're working on. And thank you so much for coming on the show with us. We had a blast. I hope you had a blast as well, but it's been great. No, thank you guys so much for having me on. And, you know, we, we were going to do this a couple of weeks ago and I, for some reason, couldn't get into the, to the room. And so it was, uh, you know, great of you guys to work with me and reschedule for a few weeks later. Cause this was definitely a blast, man. You guys have a great show. It's a really enjoyable listen and it was even more fun to be on it. Um, you guys, everybody can find me at dynasty league football, uh, and on the FCFP pod, which is on the dlf feed um you can check out my running back work and pin tweet on twitter uh i'll be coming out with an updated one obviously here as the draft approaches and everything like that um just some pretty unique and different ways to look at, at running backs and i'm actually throwing some stuff together to just kind of show the the accuracy of all the different things for the last 16 years and then uh, projections throughout the year. I do weekly and yearly projections for you know three, 350, 400 different players uh, and write when I have time. So yeah. Oh, and I'll be uh, I'll be in the, uh, the Roto Underworld draft kit and I'll be joining all those guys for the uh, uh, round three at some point in time of the NFL draft. Love it. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, man. If you, if you haven't got it from this episode, you need to be following David. He's one of the oh, yeah. smartest analytics folks. He's one of the people I go to for my analytics, being more of a film guy myself. So be sure to check him out on Twitter. This is the FPO Podcast signing off. Remember, we're starting a whole bunch of new things coming your way that Sam explained at the beginning of the pod. It's gonna be so we awesome. hope you'll tune in. Let's go. This is FPO Podcast signing off. See you. So see you. Bye. Bye.